Yo, welcome to GMQ Review, where we review the best TV and film the world has to offer, and sometimes some other stuff too. Three, two, one. And we back. GMQ Review. What's going on, Grant? Not much, Quinn. Um, how are you doing? I got some new recording equipment, so trying it oh. out for the first time today. Oh, descri- describe it to me. I already showed it to you <laughs> on video. So well, for someone that's not as lucky, it is. Uh, it clamps onto your desk, and uh, it's like an arm. It's like a mic stand with an arm, kind of. So now I feel like a, a professional podcaster, and really. My my main issue is that I don't know how serious of a partner I have because he doesn't have one. It's so he looks very amateur on the video right now, and I look very professional and put together, and like I take this thing seriously. Honestly, you can't even see it in the video. You can and see think, a floating mic, and I don't know. Cool. You're just yelling into the mic, to be honest, because I think <laughs> <laughs> your problem last time you're too far away. Now you're too close. So, you know, just mm. simmer down, simmer down, boy. I think okay. For me, well, that's well, just that's just Grant. We'll just I see. Know. I guess we'll see um, post podcast uh, yeah. whose voice is uh, better quality. Yeah. That's right. And you may be a little biased because you have control over those things. But, yeah, I'm not going to um, let you listen to it. Uh, um. So what's up, Grant? You uh you watch the Super Bowl? No. Did you? <laughs> no, I do. I think. Uh, I usually always have it on at least. Yeah, you know, same. Just, it's there. But I think I gave a piss poor attempt to find some sort of stream and I was like, eh. <laughs> I'm going to do something um, else. That is uh, a bad excuse. Yeah. Um, I was just I was just chilling. I felt no oh. need this year. Usually I care a little more, but I don't know. I don't like Kansas City and everyone likes Kansas City. And I'm okay for them winning, but I don't know. Does, I don't, I don't does, like Pat Mahomes. Okay. Does uh, I know you're on No Fun February. Yeah. Which is, why don't you explain that? No Fun February. Oh, yeah. No Fun February. <laughs> um, this is the second annual No Fun February. You did it last year? Yeah, I did it last year. Uh, I didn't know this. Okay. Yeah, so I don't drink for a month. Anything, anything else? No, I but I thought I came up with the term no fun February. <laughs> I was really proud of myself because, you know, no fun February. Um, but right. you look it up and I don't know, some, some hole online has talked about <laughs> it and she made like some infograph and it's ridiculous. And she's like, part of her no fun February is basic stuff. She's like brush your teeth every day or something. <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> you don't do that every day. You're right. having too much like, fun. Like yeah. Do, do my own laundry. You're yeah. like, mm, uh, yeah, you probably yeah, should be doing that uh every month, every day, you know, every month of the year. Damn. Um so, so will this limit your uh going out or you still try to attend things and then you just Lay off the booze a little bit or a little Um, mix and match, depending on the event. So I did go to an event last year and I was surprised (laughs) with how 
Um, no, how <laughs> kind of drunk you feel when other people get drunk. Okay. Like, when other people are getting drunk and like the energy in the room really pecks up and I didn't really know anyone there. So I was kind of a little bit, you know, the beginning of the party, you're just like, I would want a drink like to chill a little <laughs> bit and I couldn't. So I just chilled and it was maybe painful for 20 minutes, but then after everyone else had a drink in them, it was fine because everyone else loosened up. So you loosened yeah. up. Well, Grant loosened up because you're a big energy guy. You know, you were feeding off their energy. You were. Am I a big energy guy? I, yeah, you're big, <laughs> you're big. You're big energy. I'm big dick energy. You're, you're big into energy. Be excited. Be excited. Be excited. All right. Uh, what are we talking about today, Grant? We are talking about 1917, which is a 2019 epic war film directed, co-written, and produced by Sam Mendes. And if you don't know who Sam Mendes is, he has... Um, Sean Mendes. Sean <laughs> Mendes' brother. Yep. Yes? That's it. No, it's not. I Shit. think there's no relation. Um, <laughs> besides, they might m- both be British. I think Sean Mendes is British. But anyways, he did. Yeah. He did uh, American Beauty. He's Canadian. Oh, well. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Sam Mendes did American yes. Beauty, which is um, very well known. He did Skyfall. Um, I think Revolutionary Road is supposed to be good. And but this is the first one that he's written. This okay. It's the first film he's written um, and then directed. So what do you think, Grant? Give it it to was me. it was good. And um, unlike Ford versus Ferrari, you oh. were in it right away. Um, there was no delay of action. You were kind of in the story just like, okay, I'm you, I'm in. I, I buy, I'm buying in right now. Let's go. Let's see. Let's let's follow this story. Um, right. It was good, and it reminded me of. I think Hemingway was known for for saying, like, when you start a book, just start it in the middle of the action. And I think they very much did that. Yeah, I think. Well, I think they did it in a good way. And one note I took was that the beginning, there was no bullshit. Like, cut to the first cut like two thirds into the movie where there's, I don't know, some dramatic scene or cut to like 500 or like 50 years ago where some actions going on. Oh yeah. They just kind of like started. Yeah. I mean, it's like the very, very beginning is, is a little calm, but then, I mean, it picks up immediately and they just run with it and you don't stop forever. The whole, and it's, yeah. If you didn't, Get it already. I, I really enjoyed this movie. Cool. I mean, I was I was in it. Mm-hmm. I was perfect length. I mean, it was what little little over two hours. I'd I say two hour and change around there. Right and under two hours. Yeah, I think the credits were a little bit long. Um, but no, fantastic. Now, Grant, did you uh did you watch this in a in a theater or did you uh see it somewhere else? Um, I actually got a, a copy, um, oh. that was made for, uh, award programs. And <laughs> since you are, <laughs> well, Hey, G- I got that copy too. <laughs> yeah. So G and Q review, um, we we're doing this for award purposes, uh, to discuss the Oscars. So 
I felt like uh, we deserved that copy. I mean, yeah. Why? Why? Um, why shouldn't that copy be available to us? I mean, we're haven't they seen our numbers? Um, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about, is there there's these copies sometimes of films that aren't officially released. That because this movie the, came out in December, January tenth, I think. What? No, it definitely oh. came out in December. Oh, UK was in January tenth. I t- I saw different trailers. No, it came out on Christmas. In the U.S. In the U.S. In the U.K. was January tenth. And it was 10th. eligible for the Oscars, but they need to vote in a certain time frame. So you know they release these copies. But you can see it at the bottom of the screen. It says <laughs> this film is intended only for like award purposes not intended for public viewing something like that and what's kind of interesting is that doesn't pop up like once at the beginning of the film it pops up with like every act which is cool because it kind of breaks the film in a way um of of these kind of certain acts which is cool to see because normally a film's not broken down that way um to the viewer there was some meaning to the acts yeah, because after you review a film, um, from what I understand, is you can go back and you know th- those acts are like um, markers, so you know you can go back. You're like, oh, that was that what this scene is about. Mm-hmm. That's what this scene's about. Um, and so they're all distinct. If you noticed, um, what's the word? Um, you know, in in theater on a script, like when when you take a pause, a beat, a beat. Yeah, so they're all like kind of beats. Right. So the beat ends and then and then it kind of starts over and you see that message again. But you could it like it was like a new chapter in a book. That's how it it felt like to me. Like it was never in the middle of action ever. It was always at like the end of a scene, the the start of a new act. I guess that made sense. I didn't think anything of it, but (laughs) but I'm glad we we saw the same copy. But what was my whole point was that. Seeing this in a theater would probably kick it up another notch. Yeah. Uh, I think there were some certain scenes that really would have been heightened in a theater. Exp- yeah, this settings. is um, this is one of few films. I think there's only maybe 10 on the list that I looked at. Um, let me double check this so I, so I know what I'm referencing. Yeah, so there's only nine on this list of films that are edited to be a single shot. Um, So this gave you the illusion. There were no cuts ever in this film. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just one shot. The only cut that you could kind of consider is when he got knocked out and it went to nighttime. Yeah. Um, But it wasn't officially a cut. Uh, There are other films on the list um, besides the nine that are actual one shot films. Um, But this one with modern technology was edited. What do you, what do you mean it's, yeah. actual one shot? Um, it's mean, a continuous like, film. Yeah. They don't, they don't do any editing like that. You're not so it's an hour and it's a half. One, it's of, one take. It's one take. Yeah. So is it one take? Are there cuts? Is is it one take, but there are cuts? No. Or so you're take. saying they just, they just shot the whole movie. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, do you have an example? Wikipedia, a one shot or continuous shot film is a full length movie filmed in one long take by a single camera. I mean, I know Birdman did something like that, but aren't they always like, yeah, don't they always edit it? Mm-mm. 
in a sly way? No. So um, this list has the actual one shot movies and there's probably 30 and then edited to appear as one shot is the list of nine that I was just referencing. Is there any relevant or famous movie that's in the actual one shot? No. And I think these were known to do. Were they like short films? No, they're all feature length. Um, Christ. Yeah, the first one was a movie called uh, Macbeth, which was made in 1982, which was a single shot. That was a short movie of 57 minutes. Um, But, you know, you have ones that go up to 145 minutes, which is two hour and five minutes. And that is a single take. And and this aspect was very interesting to me. And I actually watched a little um, piece on YouTube of the Ever, the whole team was talking about how difficult it was because the sets couldn't well because of the plot first of all um you were always moving forward into different landscapes into different settings so not a set a, a set could never be reused in this film and it was not so that's really hard for set design and that means a lot more work because every single um you know, You're talking about 1917, 1970, every single chapter right. in the film was at a different, it was shot on different location. Like every mm-hmm. single one, the sets were not reused, which is really hard to do. And what's even harder to do is the sets couldn't be small. And, um, because it was one shot. Um, so you had to, there was so much moving of the actors that, um, you, the set had to be large enough that you could, actually have the guy be running for that long yeah, um, he's running especially those like trenches running. yeah those trenches were all built like they're all yeah they're all built. and and they uh, they had another problem with lighting because they did often they did 360 degree shots with a single one one take so mm-hmm. there's no light source there's no w- place you could put the light source because once you flip 360 degrees you would see yes, the light true. source on camera so that was another um you know, problem that the whole team like had to solve, but it, it was a very interesting. And I, I like, um, I like their reason for doing it. I, I, I thought it, you know, what that added to the film, I think was a lot. I think it, it really was immersive, um, because it was that single take and it provides that sense of realism. Um, that is very important for a war film. So you felt like, um, you were kind of living it. You were, you were more immersed and, and it just felt more realistic. Um, and less like, yeah, it was just less altered. It was unaltered. It felt unaltered and genuine. I mean, it's one thing to shoot and even edit this one shot type of film, but they do it in a complex way too. Like the camera's going over water. It's going over like the, the uh the barbed wire barbed yep. wire it's yep. going over i mean just a bunch like rocks and walls and you're like damn what i mean how the hell are they doing this shit yeah they the one of the craziest things they said they like they had to often do is like you would have the cameraman um like following him from behind the main character mm-hmm. and then at points they'd they'd run past him and then they jump on a jeep and get behind and so now they have a front facing shot of him and then sometimes and then they would jump off the jeep like they were doing like these cameramen were like yeah they were doing a lot of work to get these takes and i think it really added to the film yeah it was i 
I don't think that was the main reason why I liked it. It was kind of like a supplementary thing. What'd you think of the plot? So the plot was simple. Um, well, first let me, my, let me make one point. Um, yeah. To last week about Ford v Ferrari, I, I said I really liked this story, and I think the story probably was in ways more interesting than this one, um, because mm-hmm. it, because it was I think it was truer to history, um, which is always interesting to me. But the cinematography, like you couldn't like if I asked you right now, it's like name me like something interesting they did with like camera work in that film. You'd be like, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> And make the car goes go fast and <laughs> turn to the left and <laughs> yeah it, like this you know for for someone who studied a little bit of film this to see film technique be taken really seriously and and done in a purposeful way like like oh this fi- this film we're making it a one take film you know a one shot film that's that to me it bumps it up so many notches in my head because that's a, that's art. That's art. That's the art of cinema, right? You're, Mm -hmm. you're actually using the media. You're using devices within the medium to portray, um, you know, to paint a picture or they add to the film, which a lot of films these days, I think the cinematography ends up just not really being noticeable. It's an afterthought. It's an afterthought. The, the, The script is always the top. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. I don't, I think the cinematography was a reason it felt so uh, immersive. I think they all just put everything together pretty well. Like you said, the story was simple, but the way they told it, I don't know. I just liked it. I liked yeah, it a lot. Simple's not bad I, at all. I, yeah. I think if it was too, com- like, Complexity could have brought it down. Yeah. Like if you're talking, I mean, already with some of like the battalion names and places and different people, you're you're getting a little confused, but you get the main gist. You're like, he's got to get here. He's got a message. You know, at times I even thought uh, there was some Christian kind of symbolism. I think at the very beginning, I was just, it it came to mind because he cuts his hand in the very beginning. And I'm like, what oh, the hell? In the middle like, of the too. Yeah. And I'm like, what? what is this? Yeah, what's um, the significance of that? And then he, st- he sticks it right in the dead body afterwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, this uh, shit's going to get infected, bro. <laughs> right. So there was that. And then there were some themes, like something to play around with. Like he's kind of the, he's the Messiah with like a message. And he's kind of taking on the sins of all these other like things like he's, he's always the one getting hurt. And he's, yeah, he's kind of a pacifist, which I was kind of upset about at point. <laughs> like, why don't you fight? My only uh, time I was really upset is when he was in the burning city and the guy was just walking towards him from far away. And I'm like, dude, oh, that's yeah, a fucking German shooting. And then the Germans just walk in the Germans like, kind of like starting to notice i'm like bro take out your gun and shoot him, shoot him. and then the german starts taking out his gun i'm like take out your gun and shoot him and then he just runs away i think he's so disoriented and sleep deprived at that point that i don't think yeah he even knows what to do that's true because he actually um shot and killed that one guy at, at, at the beginning 
and he mm-hmm. was he was, uh, he was sharp he was sharp he was a sharp shooter yeah well my, and with my theory i guess i thought i was on to something a little bit i didn't feel too confident but no one online seems to share uh your messiah my messiah theory except i think there's like one or two like hardcore Christian sites that are like, why 19, like 17 embodies like Jesus Christ or something. I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can get behind all this. Uh, are you sure you didn't write those articles to support your yeah, point? That's, that's my side side hustle. You know, this is my side hustle, but my side side hustle is running Christian movie cr- film review sites <laughs> that find Jesus symbolism and, Cinema for Christ. Cinema for Christ. So. Yeah, they had the fucking. The fucking rat, man. Dude, I jumped out of my seat. Oh, my God. Dude, fuck the rats. (laughs) He's like scrolling around. I thought he was a goner, to be honest. Yeah, I thought they were going to kill him off, too. But then they ended up killing off um, Blake. Other guy. Yeah. And I, that's also a reason why I was like confused why he wasn't like, like he, he was pacifist at that point ever. Like I thought they would show like how, I don't know. Well, the, how the other like, guy was anger was motivating. I know, but like how I know, but after your friends killed by, by a German soldier, when you're just trying to, oh. you, you pull him out of the cockpit you put him out like he's on fire. You put the fire out and then you go to get him water and he stabs you like that to me would install anger in any young soldier being oh, like, yeah. fuck the Germans. Like I'm going to kill them. Like there was no anger, which Shit. was confusing Dude, to me. My theories going strong. I didn't. Yeah. Very pacifist. Yeah. Right. So like he turned the other cheek not- instead of being like, fuck the Germans, like those bastards, they killed Blake. There was none of that. Mm-hmm. He was just kind of sad. And he also took a moment with the body, you know, like, yeah. 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 He also uh, did the water into wine, but he turned it into milk. It was a miracle kind of for the kid, for the oh, baby yeah. to survive. Like who would ever And thought. he also turned down recognition by turning in his medal for like, he didn't really take it serious, you know, like yeah. he thought the medal was kind of, you know, you don't need to flaunt a medal around. It's just a piece of metal. That's like Zen kind of, it's a piece of metal yeah, at the end of the day. Like don't worldly possessions. Yeah. Wow. All right. Schofield, Jesus Christ. I feel better about my theory. Yeah. Maybe someone will write about it and steal my fucking idea. You can write about it. That's interesting. So I guess <laughs> you didn't find anything about it. No, I there's 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 a couple. If you type in like 1917, I don't know, movie Jesus symbolism, you get some like Christian sites. But besides that, I didn't see any mainstream people talk about it, which I like. I mean, everyone everyone can see movies and they see different things. Uh, I just remember so many times in school reading reading books that. It was almost a a natural reaction, like, oh yeah, this has some religious symbols. Yeah, and usually they do. Blah, blah. Yeah. Um the other obvious aspect was with that baby, right? That was a miracle, but also he gave all of his food away. Um mm-hmm. he just gave it all away. He was like, Here you go. I don't need it. And he was 
I don't know, at the end was very cool to me because he finally, the whole film, pretty much, he was selfless. And his whole mission was essentially kind of fueled to save this guy's brother and to save, you know, 1,600 men. Um, And then finally at the end is the first time he thinks about himself because he looks at his picture and it says something like, please come home. And that was the first time, like you realize he's been sacrificing his whole family, mm-hmm. you know, for this other person's too. family and, and all the other people. Yeah. Or, or his wife girl, and kids, wife and kids, just everything. Right. Um, like he put them, you know, he, yeah, he was just being selfless and not thinking about himself and seeing his family at all because it matters so much for others. And he barely got any fucking recognition. Like, yeah, it was just like, all right, general told him to fuck off. Uh, yeah, that's life. He also, this might be a stretch, but when he got hit by the, the dude, I kind of felt like he died and, you know, resurrected. Like, because the, the oh. screen goes to black and mm. you're like, hmm. like, what the hell's. Yeah. That's a that's a good point too. And even if he wasn't resurrected, it was kind of like a um symbolic resurrection. Yeah, it doesn't have to be to the to the T, but he everything went to black and then you come back to life. I don't know. Yeah, these are kind of just some thoughts to ponder on your uh movie experience. Yeah. Um overall great. I'm I'm thinking that uh, we might just be, we might just really enjoy uh, war films. War, that's I, 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 like. I can't remember the last film we got like this excited about um, since Das Boot. Das Boot. And it is the same impactful way. Um, very well done film. A little bit longer than this one. <laughs> I think it's every, you know, everything's on the line. If you do it well, like I, it all feels very genuine it's real stakes yeah like you feel like it's real stakes so you're buying into it um it's always is philosophical uh because war you kind of have to be philosophic about war to like accept like it's just like a shitty thing humans do and it's super bleak and people die and Mm -hmm. so you have to handle death some way in the film where like ford v ferrari did they even really handle that death I don't know. Well, no, he like, just he's the little boy. Uh, as long as you get out of the car. Well, no. After Kim Miles actually died, remember he went to his house. Oh, they had, and the then he awkward. didn't even say hi to his wife. He just like talked to the kid. He talked to the boy. He didn't even say. He just waved to the wife like from far away. You're like, what? Yeah. are you not even trying to fucking like talk to her? What? Yeah, they, yeah. They just gave up, man. Take it off the list. I, right, it's <laughs> off the list. In 1917, it's 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 like the opposite of Das Boot because Das Boot, you're in this tiny ass submarine the whole movie. Yeah, you're, wow. I mean, there's there's I mean, lots of cuts to different parts of the submarine, but you're you're in the tiny ass submarine, and this is a you know huge vast landscape that you're yeah trekking across. Yeah, yeah, ah. like yeah, symbolically and cinematography. How do you say that? One of, one of those words. Yeah, uh, Cinematography. Yeah, right. Relating to uh, cinema. 
cinematically. <laughs> Cinemographical. What is this? Yeah. Um, it was the opposite, right? But obviously, they, there's a lot anti-cinemographical. of anti-cinemographical. <laughs> okay. Um, obviously, there's a lot of uh, similarities between those films, especially that whole like suicide mission element of it um, was in both films, which I think is in a lot of war films was like it's orders. You got to follow orders. Do or die. Yeah, good, good, good all around. Is it? Well, for, first, uh, let's let's give it a rating, Grant. Then I'll ask you some questions. So, um, well, do you also, have any other thoughts? Yes. No, just it, to let the um, our audience know, yes. is we ended last week saying that this was our last film we're reviewing before the Oscars, but because we know you guys um, listen to this avidly. And you guys care about our opinion. We decided to cram in another movie before the Oscars. So we have better perspective um, before we make decisions, which I think we will end up making our predictions next week. I don't know what you're talking about, Grant. The uh, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I don't I don't think we're on that timeline. If you know what I mean, Oscars are on uh, Sunday, February 9th. Yeah, maybe we'll see this offline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have a different idea, but let's first, let's rate this, Grant. It's time for the G&Q review. Well, God, the G&Q patented review, where we decide whether the true rating of the film is over or under the IMDb rating. And we are sitting at an 8.5. It's mighty high. 8.5. What What number is it? What num what number is it where? Top two fifty. Um let me check man. Forty nine. Wow. It's not there, but forty nine. Um then this new list that has um, all these movies. It's only an, you said it's an eight five this is an eight four here. I would uh go over though. I enjoyed it a lot. Um I thought it was uh, creatively and art- artistically well done with uh, cinematography. Um, we didn't dive that deep into symbolism, but I think there's a lot there if you were to dive deeper. And compared to, you know, the last film that's in my head, Forza versus Ferrari, this is um, so many notches higher than that. Uh, I would not recommend Ford versus Ferrari. Um, compared <laughs> this film, this film was very well done and yeah, I would recommend it to people. I, I think it has a very, um, high chance of, of winning the Oscar. Yeah. I'm going to give it an over as well. Great film, immersive, emotional, uh, gripping. And just like the genre says, epic, epic war film. It's definitely a true, true statement. Now, so I was going to ask you, Grant, what, who, I, I think we've hit all of the. See, all right. No, we're, we're just going to do this online because all right. we, the whole point is we're doing this early is so that we record on our normal time this week and do another film. That's what I thought we discussed. Why would we do this more early? U- I think it was more utilized to our, um, our new, uh, our new software that we're trying out. 
My impression was to do two. We can do two if you want to pick one. I I have no interest Would in you watching do- any other movie from this best picture list <laughs> that right, I'm looking at. Look. I'm just looking at them. We can talk it out. All right. Wh- um, what was the odds thing that you looked at last time? The only one I would look at is probably, well, Marriage Story and Little Women. I heard Jojo uh, Rabbit was pretty good too. Yeah, I don't want to watch any of those. But if you want to pick one that you want to watch, those Mar- odds are always at the uh, they're at the very end. So it's really uh looks like it's between 1917, Once Upon a Time, Parasite, uh, The Irishman, and Joker. That's those are the uh, hmm. top runners. In my vote, looking at all those, I think I like 1917 more than Parasite. So I'm going to go with 1917, just because of the also interesting cinematic aspect to it but if you think you want to get one more uh one more candidate as a perspective we can do that no it's i mean it's fine i would if i chose one to be marriage story because i've heard good things about it and i feel like Adam could win the Oscar, at least for actor in that one. But in terms of best picture, I agree with you. I think uh, the strongest was 1917. 1917. Um, And like I said, I wasn't a huge. I liked Parasite a lot, and I don't know why. It just didn't give me the same kind of. I don't know. It's less immersive, I felt. And. I don't know. Yeah. So why why did you like 1917 more than Parasite? Why did I like it more than Parasites? I think just from an emotional level, like you can just, I think to, you know, how attached to my screen was I? And Parasite was a good movie and I watched it and there were some gripping moments, but. Did you watch both? I'm on. Um, in one sitting, nineteen seventeen. Yes, Parasite. I don't recall. It's probably mean you didn't. <laughs> but maybe that's why I didn't, because I felt myself detached from the screen. Yeah, I and I, I think I think reasons why is like. You can it was because re- of the subtitles. No, I'm just, no. <laughs> just <laughs> you can really um, sympathize with the 1917 characters because it's dealing with war and death. Where even if you haven't been, you know, you haven't served, you still can relate to what these guys are going through. And I think they did a very good job at getting you into that, and they, they immersed you, so you kind of feel what they're feeling with the the chaos and the death all around you while with parasite it was handling kind of social issues of a family that was not very moral they were a family that you probably i'd be a little concerned if you do relate to them that much because (laughs) they're very immoral people and they're con artists um and so you care about them a bit, but not. You're not connecting it, the same way 
as the characters here. Yeah, like it's interesting. It's very, it's very interesting, interesting to watch. You're like, oh, okay, how are they going to do that? And all mm-hmm. right, this is cool. I want to see where this goes. But you're not immersed. You're, I, you're, I think it's the connection between the characters. Reflective. That's where I would yeah. put Yeah. But I think with the characters they had, they did a good job. Like I said, they it's did. not a bad movie. I think you should watch both. Watch both. There's. I would not be upset at all if Parasite won because having a Korean film um, win would, would be cool. Um, but it, with subtitles? Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see more movies like Parasite, you know, and not saying there, there are a lot of war films out there. And this one is really yeah. well done, but... I don't necessarily need more war films in my life, but maybe I do because I really liked it. And I really liked Os Boot, but it's, it's true. I, yeah, my vote stuff for 1917. Also, like you said, won't be mad if Parasite wins. If anything else wins, I'll probably be pissed. Um, yeah, once upon a time, time mm-hmm. no Irishman, no, bunch of, bunch of Ford boomers Ferrari. vote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ford, oh, <laughs> Ford v Ferrari wins. I'll. I'm, uh, we're not doing this next hats. year. That's right. We're done. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine they're like Ford v Ferrari? <laughs> You're like, ah. uh-huh. oh my god. Um, I um, could see Little Women maybe winning. No, depending. No, no I don't know what it's I, about. It's it's like based it's, off a book. I don't know. It's, I don't know. There's a lot of women in there. I guess it is the year of women. I don't. I could see Marriage Story winning too. Everyone's what is, Adam Driver is up and coming. Who are you? What are you basing these thoughts off of? My own thoughts. <laughs> like no basis like, at all. <laughs> I see some Netflix. I saw saw some things online. No, there's. There, I heard. It was a spectacular film and it was really sad, but really well done. And he was, he's nominated for um, best actor. Okay. Well, I could actually. Hmm. Yeah. In terms of best actor, I think he'll win. I don't think you don't, you don't, you don't think uh, Leo's going to win once upon a time. Or uh, Joaquin Phoenix in as Joker. Or Joaquin Phoenix, I he very well could, but I <laughs> I hope they give it to Adam. You, okay, I don't really know a lot about the guy, so. But he's Star hot, Wars. I guess. Oh, I don't watch those movies. <gasps> Quinn, you don't watch Star Wars. <laughs> you know what I'd be upset with if um, Tom Hanks won. Did you see A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? No. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Sounds like something you would watch with your mom. I watched my mom wanted to see it. <laughs> watched it with my family. And I did not like it. Oh, this is the one about Mr. Rogers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I felt really um, awful because my whole family like liked it. And I was like super critical. I was like, it was not a very good film. Um, <laughs> Can't and you like, Well, yeah, but they were just like basically can't you just like watch a film and be like happy like you know i was like <laughs> there's no cinematography the symbolism was bad the writing was bad <laughs> i just thought i did not vibe with it at all it was off-putting to me um is, is set up for an oscar on something uh tom hanks supporting role oh yeah. so not too much he's not the main guy in it he is Who, i mean why is it a supporting role and not like best actor 
I have no idea. Cortina's <laughs> the only character <laughs> in it. <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll figure that one out next time. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? I mean, it's more it's info. The- How? All I had to type in was why is Tom Hanks, and then it's like supporting actor. Yeah, what's the answer? Um, I do not have an answer at the moment. Rise will be put up for the lead. Who's Rise or Rees? But he's he not put up as a lead. <laughs> well, maybe that's like when they cast their votes or something. Who? What is? What does Reeds do? Rise? What the hell? Oh, because the movie's more about the dude interviewing him than Mister Rogers. That doesn't uh, make sense. No, it kind of does. I it was so forgetful of a film. I forgot that they had okay, the interview boy. guy. Okay. The inter- it was about the interview guy and he was kind of like skeptical and like he didn't really like his life and he was a super cyn- cynical guy and then Mr. Rogers oh, was and then so he turns nice him good. He turns oh mm-hmm. all right so that's saved your yeah. watch thanks, thanks <laughs> um, so as an alternative grant I know I mentioned um, mentioned an idea a while ago we didn't really get to bounce ideas back and forth. Let's just do it live. We'll do it live. We're bouncing, so what I ideas. wanted to watch next week, and I think is airing as we speak. Okay. Airing as we speak. New HBO docuseries called McMillions. Yeah, I don't think you ever mentioned this to me. I sent you it in a text, so... Oh. Definitely, like, yeah. I guess fifty percent chance that uh, you did not see it. Okay, so it's all about the Monopoly game that McDonald's used to put on every year, and apparently there were huge amounts of fraud and scandals that were involved in the game. And HBO is producing it. I trust them. Even after Game of Thrones? Even after after Game of Thrones. So maybe like the beginning will be good, but the ending might suck. All right. Just give me some info about this. How many episodes? Sure. sure. Six six episodes. I think it's being released in a serialized format. Just it's not getting all dumped out at once. I will say I'm down. Um, Let's do the premiere. And... I just think uh, we actually started this podcast with Game of Thrones reviews. And I think after the second episode ish, we kind of ran out of things to say. We were just like, yep, this show's tanking really bad. This sucks. Um, So I wouldn't let's do the premiere and then maybe uh, group up, maybe have three episodes about it, Max. Yeah, we can do the premiere. We can we can we can adapt from there. I definitely wouldn't want to do it every week as the for a month and a half episode but like maybe like a like a follow-up be like i wouldn't mind that's that's a show that like i wouldn't mind talking about it briefly if there's something worthwhile i'll watch that every week you know like during our normal reviews or you just you just lump them up so you do you do one and then maybe like the whole thing totals like two or three episodes i don't know 
Okay. You do one for the premiere, maybe another one, and then a third one for the last three episodes. Yeah, for the series as a whole or something. Okay, cool. I'm I'm down with that. Uh, Sounds Mark interesting. Wahlberg, executive producer. Yeah, I mean, I played that game. I played the shit out of that every day. I went to McDonald's a lot as a kid. Yeah. Uh, Dude, the, so the genre I, is 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 a true crime. So that's interesting. You're right. So there's scandal. Lots of scandal involved. Yeah, I think uh, they did have some releases or the first half of it was, I don't know, released at Sundance or some some film festival and people were giving it generally positive reviews. So I'm excited. Cool. Yeah, no, yeah. I, that wasn't really on my radar. So yeah, I'm, I'm down. So we're going to mix it up next week uh, with McNeil. Back, back, back to our roots. Yeah. TV. I'm TV. Gonna, yeah. Or docu-series, I guess it counts. It's TV. It's TV. Goes on my television. <laughs> uh, All right, cool. Well, we'll see cool. you guys next week. Um, in the meantime, you can reach out to us. Um, send us an email, please. Please send us please, an email. Please. At GQPocketsReview <laughs> at gmail.com and follow the us. Offer, the offer still stands. Us. We'll read out whatever email you we'll send We'll read us. out whatever email, and if you include a movie in there, we will watch it for the next week. <laughs> Lucky winner. Um <laughs> And you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at GQ Review. Cool. All right. See you guys next week with McMillions. Peace. Peace.